Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. The first time I saw it, I got goosebumps. It was perfect for me. I felt like we could go anywhere together. (sighs) There's nothing like finding your match on cars.com. With over 50,000 cars added daily and a powerful advanced search, you're sure to discover the one. Cars.com. It's magical. Click or tap to find your perfect match on Cars.com today. Hey everyone, this is Jordan Lopez, voice of McKenna Thorne. Welcome to The Hidden People. We're telling an ongoing story, so if this is your first time listening, please make sure to start from the first episode. Trust me. If you like the show, we'd be honored if you visited us on Patreon at patreon.com slash hiddenpeoplepodcast. For as little as $2 a month, you can be our heroes and help us to keep the story going. In return, we'll give you the inside scoop, bonus episodes, member-exclusive merchandise, and more. After that, hop on over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review the show. Thanks for your support, and enjoy The Hidden People. <laughs> the Hidden People contains mature language, content, and themes. Please listen with care. <laughs> Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad. I'll come back soon. Good dog. Good doggy. Oh, where's your owner? Uh, don't you want to go find your owner? Your pack? So, uh, uh, I take it back. I didn't mean your pack. Shit. I, I mean, good doggies? Sit. Stay. Chew. Shit, shit. You don't want to eat me. I'm, I'm not very tasty. I'm just skin and bones. Mom and Dad. Where's your master? Hey, who's out there? Come out here. Call off your dogs. Please. Please work. Please work. <laughs> Why did I have to park so far away? Ah, get back! Oh. 
Jesus! Call McKenna. Calling Matt Kenna. Come on. Hi, this is an automated voice message system. You've reached... McKenna Thorne. At the tone, please record your message. Shit, I know you don't check your voicemail, McKenna, but call me right away. Call Nissa. Calling Nissa. I'm sorry, Thomas. He insists on answering me. I need to talk to McKenna. Now! Uh, she's not here right What's now. What's wrong? Where is she? Wasn't she out all day with you? Not all day, but we hung out a bit this evening. Frivolity was had. She left just a bit ago. You let her bike home in this storm? By herself? We weather apted to find a clearing in the radar. What's going on, Thomas? You sound- When did she leave? Was she going straight home? Uh, like five minutes ago, and probably. What's going- Send a message to McKenna. Call me as soon as you receive this. Ready to send. Dear Lord. Yes. Dayton Riders Movement presents The Hidden People, starring Jordan Lopez, Stephen Gogol, Sean Gunther, Xander Hildenbrandt, Emily Kallenberg, Stephen Kallenberg, and Luna Madison. Season 1, Episode 7, Deal, written by Megan Burnside, directed by Chris and Megan Burnside, also starring Alexa Fett Fisher. Some people are dealt a bad hand in life, and some dealt worse. McKenna and her dutiful brother Thomas, well, let's just say that they don't deal with their hands very well. It's getting exciting, isn't it? For the benefit of the court and your scribe, I'll have to explain some of what you're hearing in greater detail, so you can at least follow along. Thomas leaps from the car like the hero he thinks he is and races up to the unnervingly dark Thorn residence. 
Mayhap the storm took out the lights, but he doesn't bother to check the rest of the neighborhood as he races up to the front of the house, as he throws open the door. The moonlight reflects off the dog's raised tackles. Thomas readies himself as it leaps. The lightning's illumination reveals Thomas and Murphy, the family dog. Midair, the mangy creature recognizes his owner, but his hefty body slams into Thomas. Both Oaf and Mutt tumble to the ground. Oh, 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 oh my God, I'm so sorry, Murphy. Are you okay? Oh, good boy, good boy. Oh, at least I know we have a trusty guard dog. Oh, let's try and do a better job of recognizing each other next time. Okay, buddy? How touching. A boy and his dog. Okay. Okay. Where's McKenna? Is the power out? Must be. Murphy, go get McKenna. The lightning reveals his precious McKenna at the bottom of the basement stairs, drenched and winded. McKenna! Ah! What the? Thank God you're safe. You are okay, aren't you? Did you see them too? You scared the shit out of me, Thomas. Of course I'm safe. Why is everyone always worried about me? It's just a little thunderstorm, which, by the way, wasn't supposed to be here right now. Stupid weather app. Thomas, get off me. I'm drenched. Seriously, let go. What is going on? They came after me. Who? The things that attacked mom and dad. What? Two huge monster dogs, if you can call them dogs, surrounded me as I was leaving the cemetery. Monster dogs? What? I, I know this sounds crazy. I swear that they were trying to kill me. I barely made it to my truck. I thought they might have gotten you or were going to come after you. I don't know. I'm just glad you're safe. Did you see anybody? Was there anyone with the dogs? I don't know. Maybe? I think I saw someone in the distance, but I'm not sure if they were involved or- What does this mean? Are they after us too? Why? I don't know, but I don't think we're safe. I'm just so glad that you're okay. And that Murphy was good old Murphy. Huh? Uh, I'll tell you my embarrassing story after I call Sam. We need her help. We need to find these monsters. Can you check the breakers? Get our lights back on? Poor Thomas. So much trauma. In the past, in the future. Nighttime and storms will haunt him for the rest of his life. He was just dealt a worse hand than most, and no one to commiserate with, because his sister doesn't really act like a sister. Watch your back, Thomas. But maybe... Also, watch your front. Welcome to Soundscapes, where music is our forte. Did you see what I did there? Forte? <laughs> I'm having a good run. A run? Really? <laughs> You've had nothing truly noteworthy. Now give it a rest. I am unworthy. 
So, Mac, rewind. Give us a scoop. Your brother was not his usual pitch-perfect self on the phone uh, last night. Is everything okay? Yeah, I mean, no. Something really strange happened. Thomas was attacked by what he is calling monster dogs. Really freaked him out. Monster dogs? Like the dogs that attacked your parents? So is it an omen or lost boys thing with evil dogs that are sent to protect something dark and sinister? Or like good dog turned rabbit a la Cujo? Yeah, I don't know. He was really shaken up. He even scared me at first. But after my whole four hours of sleep, I'm thinking they were just run-of-the-mill dogs getting territorial about one of those homes near the cemetery. Cemetery? Oh, definitely omen vibes. Or are there pets buried at that cemetery? It was dark and storming. Very easy to get confused about what you're seeing. Were there any people? Witnesses? Thomas said maybe someone in the dark, so I'm not sure. I think it was just a misunderstanding. With what happened, I'm surprised he can even be around our dog. Well, he doesn't have any funeral plans to distract him anymore. He's just in that big house all day with lots of memories. It might not be good for him. I'm fine with whenever he wants to get back to his life. I'm sure he just wants to help you out. How are you handling things? Serious time, Alfie. Put the puns away. Noted. No. Okay, okay. Are you okay, though? I mean, with grief, or with last night, or with staying in your family's house? Oh, this feels like a very special episode. I'm sorry. I'm meh. Now we have McKenna. Bach. Ow! Detective Mulligan, audio log. I'm walking the scene of the dog attack against Thomas Thorne. Thomas called me last night and said that two large black dogs flanked him near his truck in the cemetery parking lot. He fortunately got away unharmed. There's a row of houses across the street. Maybe the dogs live there? In today's light, the scene looks warm, almost inviting, with some branches down on the ground from last night's storm. I think I saw some animal prints near where they... Sam. Thomas, how are you? Were you able to get some sleep after last night? Not really. Murphy and I sat together and binge-watched Friday Night Lights for the umpteenth time. Well, for me, anyway. I don't know how many times he's watched. <laughs> Reliving your glory days on the field? I don't remember your football coach being as dedicated. Or handsome. Hey, now. Coach Watson was dedicated. <laughs> that man was difficult to look at. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunate. <laughs> Thanks for coming back out here. I know it's not pleasant, but I was hoping you could walk me through what happened. Whatever will help to catch my parents' killers. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll focus for now on what happened to you. Okay. After I dropped you off last night, I hoped to squeeze in a visit to my parents before the storm. When the thunder started, I began heading to my truck. Uh, this way. Okay. It was here when I heard the first one. It was growling at me. Which way did it come from? Um, uh... Ah, uh, east. Continue. I was backing up slowly, trying to talk calmly to it, maybe get it to leave. Then I heard growling from my other side. Uh, from the west? Yeah, that would be the west. What did you do? The two... I don't know what to call them. Monsters? Beasts? <laughs> they were so much bigger than normal dogs. Maybe just a large breed? Or a wolf? 
whatever they were, snarled the whole time they came at me. I kept backing up. Then when I got just a bit closer to my truck, I remembered my panic button on the key fob. The name is appropriate. <laughs> so you pushed the panic button. It startled them just enough for me to make a break for the truck. I grabbed a fence post from the bed of the truck and I used it to hold them off. I think I hit one of them with it as I was swinging. When they backed up, I jumped in the cab and slammed the door. They hit the truck really hard, shook the whole thing. I thought they might flip it. I just slammed the gas and got out of there. Oh my gosh, on the door of your truck, is this a paw print? Holy shit, yes. Do you see how big it is? The claws were twice that size. Here's a dollar bill. Can you hold it up next to the paw print while I snap the picture? Yeah, sure. Uh, here we go. Thanks. Can you describe the dogs? <laughs> they weren't dogs. I mean, they vaguely resembled dogs in the dark. But when the lightning lit them up, I could see their faces. They were like a kid's nightmare of a dog. Their eyes... Dogs have kind, mostly brown eyes, right? Their eyes were black with a flicker of red. And their teeth, all sharp. Not just their canines. Sam? Yeah? I've never seen anything like them. I would say they were three times the size of Murphy. So I'm thinking like 200 pounds each. That's really big. I know that you mentioned it was dark and storming. Is there a chance that your view of them might have been obstructed? It can be scary when dogs are posturing and threatening. They can make themselves appear much bigger. Listen, I know it sounds unbelievable, but these weren't normal dogs. You can see the print on my truck. These beasts were huge. Yeah, those paws definitely belonged to some big dogs. They were claws. And trust me, Sam, they were after me. I, I believe you, Thomas. I do. The dogs attacked you, but... Couldn't it be just that, maybe territorial of a local house? I'm not projecting because of my parents. These things targeted me. And after what happened to my parents, I'm scared they'll come after me again. Or worse, hunt McKenna. I cannot imagine how horrible last night had to have been. But the attack on your parents was a little different. There was a person involved. Someone who may have been controlling the dogs. I thought I saw a person last night. What? Where were they? About halfway back between running into the first dog and my truck, I heard someone. I thought I saw a person down the alley. That alley over there. Or at least the outline of a person. Okay, can you tell me anything else? Did they say anything or acknowledge you or the dogs? Well, no. I thought it might have been the killer on account of the dogs. But the dogs kept me from getting closer, and the person never approached or said anything. But you thought the person was connected to the dogs? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. It just felt really odd. Like, clearly someone is getting attacked by these monster dogs. You'd think they would help or even run away. But they were just... there. Once I really saw what those dogs were, I knew. You knew what? Sam... Those were the things that attacked my parents. This is the key to solving their murders. This is a lot to process, but I promise you that we will figure it out. I'll revisit both scenes tonight. Sometimes perpetrators return. Maybe I'll see something. 
for now, I'm going to take some more pictures and check the alley. Do you mind if I have someone from the lab come and look at your truck? Yeah, sure. I need to take a walk to clear my head anyway. Are you okay to be alone? If you wait, I can join. Or I can call McKenna. No, I'm fine. I don't want McKenna to worry about me. Thanks, Sam. I know you'll figure this out. Welcome to Soundscapes. Oh, look, it's Piano Lady. Alfie, wasn't I supposed to give her a message for you? That was only in the case of my untimely death, which has not happened. Yet. <laughs> you know, I'm sure she has a name. You could always ask for it. Nah, I'm fine being Mr. Piano Lady. Huh. You'd think we'd know her name given how often she comes in. Has she ever bought anything? Nope. Maybe she comes in to see me. I've seen her here when you aren't working. Sorry, mm. Romeo. That's true. But you know what? I've never seen her here when Mac has the day off. <laughs> That's ridiculous. How would she know my schedule? And why? Don't steal my piano, Lady Mac. Good lord. Anyway, are we doing anything after our shift ends? Have either of you checked out that new boba tea place? Ah, you mean that tea that you drink and eat? No, thank you. Either you're a drink or you're a food. There shouldn't be an in-between. Also, it's so overpriced. I heard it was tasty. Thinking about checking it out. Wanna come? Sure. I'm down for a walk with some overpriced chewy tea on the side. Cannot promise to like it or be good company if it stinks, though. Your terms are acceptable. Nissa? Fine. But I'm not going for the boba. I'm going to make sure the shop is culturally appropriate and not appropriating culture. Yes, ma'am. Ah, fresh air. Perfect weather for a walk and some boba. Yep, it's only half gray today. This is a drink. And food. Strange, off-putting, and kind of refreshing. Aw, just like Alfie. Hey, I take any comparison to boba as a compliment. <laughs> boba. That reminds me of boba fish. What a great pet. Yes, it swam, as fishes do. Yeah, I remember Boba Fish. No real personality, just fish. Oh, and your ants in your ant farm? They have a personality? Well, no. Not personality per se, but they are survivors. Remember that big asteroid that killed the dinosaurs? Well, the ants survived that. I didn't realize you actually cared about ants. Or science. Okay, Mac, you got me. Ants are amazing. Hence, Ant-Man. And it's just cool to watch all of the individual ants find their place in their ant world. Fun fact, ants steal ants from other colonies and put them to work for them. So basically ant trafficking? That's awful. Actually, it sounds like a live Game of Thrones. Ants working for their queens, attacking each other, taking prisoners. I'm thinking a live stream. People would pay for that. You just need to come up with some clever names like uh, the Targ-Antians versus the... L Antisters. Give me some time to work on this. I'm rooting for my Arya Stark ant right now. She's trying to take out some nasty army ants. This is the nerdiest thing we've ever shared. Nissa, did you know Mac is kind of an evil genius? Wahaha. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm okay with the ant farm. There is a reason we don't talk about it. No ants, check. And okay, so Boba Fish was kind of lame. All flash and no substance. 
But I too had an epic pet in my life. My hamster. She was my whole world when I was 11. Do you remember Fizzgig? Oh my gosh. Yes. And by yes, I mean no. I remember the idea of Fizzgig, but I don't believe it ever existed. Every time I came over, it was nowhere to be seen. Fizzgig was just a little shy, that's all. Not a people person. Or people hamster. Uh, anyway, she, not it, was an amazing companion. Companion? Your hamster? Why, yes, Nissa. Fizzgig got me through middle school and all of the evil, soul-sucking classes and classmates. But when I was away at camp, she died. My parents found her after a freak accident with the vacuum cleaner, and they buried her in our backyard. Up next, Alfie tells you about the time his old dog went to live on the farm. They told me the truth, Nissa. It was really hard for me to deal. Until I finally built up the courage to go out to her shady little plot on the back of our property. You mean the little hole they dug for it by your tree? I remember you insisting I come to its funeral. Her funeral. Fizzgig was a great hamster. I was so thankful that you supported me. You enabled me to get up the courage to say goodbye to Fizzgig. You forced me to go to the funeral. Wait a second. Oh. Oh. Alfie, why does your drink choice today just happen to be close to the cemetery where my parents are buried? What? From the boba tea to boba fish to Fizzgig's funeral to we just so happen to be walking to my parents' gravesite. I think we're seeing who the real evil genius is. Okay, okay, you got me. I know that you're handling your parents' deaths differently than your brother, and that's totally valid. But I also know that you have to deal with what happened in order to move on. You don't want it to fester. Festering is bad. Festering leads to infection, which leads to amputation, which leads to the dark side. I didn't practice this part. But can I be your Mac, your supportive best friend? I want to barf and mock him, but he actually, can't believe I'm saying this, he actually has a point. Aww. Okay, I will take your support and walk it over to the gravesite, but I'm not promising tears. Also, I'm not going to say thank you. I want to go over there alone, okay? And neither of you look at me. Stream something on your phones. Over there. Yes, of course. Take your time. Is this like a scroll through my Twitter feed or an episode of Buffy duration? Nissa, She can take however long she needs. Go on, Mac. Uh-huh. Now get. Shoo. So what season are you on? It's my eighth time watching season five. And so begins another experiment where her friends put McKenna into a scenario to see if she can finally act like a person. Yes, walk up to your parents' headstones. Touch them. They're as cold and lifeless as your feeling toward them. Uh, so I'm here at the gravesite. I think Alfie is trying to watch through the reflection of the shop's window. Cheater. This stone is cool for how warm it is today. Do they hand-carve these letters, or is it like a laser that etches them? I bet we'll 3D print tombstones in the next ten years. <sighs> Look, this wasn't my idea. I don't know what Alfie expects me to be saying right now, 
but whatever it is, it's probably something I never would have said when you were alive. I mean, when was the last time any of us ever said I love you? Can there be a scale? Like, can you love someone but still know that it's the barest minimum? That you could hypothetically love someone else a lot more? I'm pretty sure I'm doing this wrong. I don't know. You were my parents. I kind of always felt like you didn't really want me. That's why Thomas is just a year younger. Reboot and try again. Thanks for making me, I guess. It does suck that you're dead. This, though, this talky thing where I'm supposed to be all moved and get closure, not working. Honestly, I'm only even still talking because if I stay in here long enough and then act sad, Alfie won't bring it up again. Okay, squeezing my eyes shut, willing some tears. Any second now. McKenna? McKenna! What are you... <laughs> I'm so happy to see you here. Uh, Thomas! Oh, hi. Did Alfie call you? What? No, I was in the area. Is this the first time you visited them? You know they're dead, right? You and I, McKenna, we're the only ones that can really understand what this is like. It's been so hard. Yep. Hey, do you think Mom would have liked these flowers? On this gray day, I was thinking some colorful daisies would be appropriate. Yes, the flowers are nice. Here. Oh, thanks. What am I supposed to do with it? Keep it? Put it on the headstone? Do what feels right for you. Oh, Thomas, what feels right for McKenna would be so foreign to you. Trust me. You'll be happier to have her keep playing her part. At least for a little while longer. Okay, I'm going to put it, uh, here. So um, they can enjoy the purple. I'm glad you're here. Especially today. Maybe we can come back together sometime. I come by almost every day. I'd love the company. Yeah, Nissa and Alfie are waiting for me, so... Can we do dinner tonight? I... I think I have something tonight. Uh, how about brunch tomorrow? I know how much you like pancakes. Yes, pancakes sound great. Be careful tonight. Don't go anywhere by yourself, okay? Text me often so that I know that you're safe. Yes, younger big brother. Hey, Shaylee, thanks for coming out tonight. These last few weeks have been really strange, and I needed to get out of the house. Out of my head. Of course. Happy to accompany your out-of-head experience. Uh, I think you're buzzing. Yep, that's my brother checking in on me for the hundredth time today. He can wait a few more minutes. But this is exactly it, my brother. My friends, they mean well. They're always asking if I'm okay. I tell them, yeah, but they're right. I'm not okay. But what they're offering won't help, you know? I lost my parents too, so I get that piece for sure. I 
went internal until reality hit me pretty hard. Everyone has suggestions, ideas, and advice. None of it makes a difference. I think I need to talk to someone to make sure I'm not going crazy, but I need someone who won't smother me or think about my baggage. Okay, shoot. Baggage free. My parents took care of me. Always had the basics. Food, shelter, safety. When they died, I thought I would grow up and understand how I fit in, like I'd be forced into my own new reality. But no. Nothing. I am no closer to feeling like any of this is right. I get that. Though no one feels 100% right. That's surprising with how you dress and how you carry yourself. It looks like you really know you. Well, yes, I do. I just mean, I was there, where you are now. I was wandering through life aimless, out of place. I'm still wandering, but with a purpose now. With an understanding of who I am and how I fit in the grander scheme. Everyone has a role to play. I found mine, and it feels right. Well, more right, anyway. I've always felt like where I belong is nearby, a glimpse out of the corner of my mind's eye, but I can't get it into focus. Sounds crazy. Maybe I'm going crazy. No. It sounds like something you need to go through. What do you think it will take to get you there? Into focus. I don't know, but I think that I have to deal with something first. What? The murder of my parents. I thought you weren't that close with them. Not the loss of them or the mourning of them, but the actual murder of my parents. I can't get it out of my head that the murder itself is important. I need to understand it. Okay. So, how do you deal with the murder? For starters, well, look around. We have just walked to the literal scene of the crime. This parking lot? This is where they died? Yeah. Somewhere around here, anyway. McKenna and Shaley keep carefully poking around the Thorns' murders, unaware of a certain detective nearby, waiting for the killer to foolishly return to the scene of her crimes. After last night's attack on Thomas, I'm returning to the scene of the Thorn double homicide. I'm hoping to walk the scene and surrounding areas to see if there's anything that stands out. Maybe connects the two? If the attack on Thomas is part of a string of attacks, this completely rules out a random killer. I just hope to get a crumb of evidence or insight to help me with the... I see someone. No, two people. Visiting the scene of the crime. I think that's McKenna and... Someone I don't know. A woman? I can't see much from here. Are her pockets hanging out? Her coat may be on inside out. Strange. I'm going to try to get a little bit closer to listen in. This parking lot? This is where they died? Yeah, somewhere around here anyway. And this is... helpful? Maybe. I've been thinking about coming here since that night. It's been in my dreams almost nonstop. I've tried to push it to the side, but I knew I needed to see. Now that I'm here, I'm not sure what to do. This is your gravesite. Huh? Thomas visits the gravesite for closure. This is your closure. Maybe we just stand here. Reflect. Deal with what happened. Move on. That sounds like a plan. Thanks, Shaylee. 
I don't know why you're so easy to talk to, but I appreciate it. Happy to help. Now get to reflecting. Then find your real self. Yeah, sure. My real self. Yes, McKenna. It is nearly time to reveal your hand. Are you ready to see the real world? The one you've been ignoring? You're ready to wake up, McKenna. So... <laughs> Dayton Writers Movement presents The Hidden People. Executive producers Chris Burnside and Megan Burnside. Producers Alexa Fett Fisher, Stephen Kallenberg, and Jordan Lopez. The lead writer Chris Burnside. Story by Anna Adamy, Chris Burnside, Megan Burnside, Alexa Fett Fisher. Stephen Kallenberg, Jordan Lopez, and Carrie Zahn. The sound engineer was Dan Seavers. Sound design, score, and original songs by Catherine Seaton. Theme song and additional music by Michael Yates. For more of the Hidden People, visit our website at hiddenpeoplepodcast.com dot com <laughs>Hi everyone, Chris and Megan Burnside here. We are the creators of The Hidden People. We're always working on at least two Dayton Writers Movement shows. So unlike Thomas Thorne, we don't have the time to shop, prep, and cook healthy and delicious meals. That's where Green Chef comes in. They deliver everything we need to cook and eat clean meals. Green Chef recipes are chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved, and packed with clean ingredients that support a healthy lifestyle. Green Chef's culinary menu of meals is full of diverse options each week. You can choose from 80-plus flavor-packed options and easily customize your plans to suit your lifestyle, with preferences like keto, plant-based, Mediterranean, quick and easy, protein-packed, and gluten-free. You can even mix and match meals and flavors from different categories. You know which meal I really liked? The pork? Yep. The pork filet over cheesy cauliflower mash. The recipe was simple to follow, and we were really impressed with the ingredients. From the farm-fresh produce, quality cheeses, and premium pork. In under 30 minutes, we had a delicious meal that Thomas would put his stamp of approval on. If you're interested in testing out Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well, go to greenchef.com slash hiddenpeople50 and use code hiddenpeople50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Again, go to greenchef.com slash hiddenpeople50 and use the code hiddenpeople50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. A car shopping experience meets an out-of-body experience. With 50,000 cars added daily and unbelievably smart matchmaking, the new Cars.com. It's magical. What happens when the proverbial Good Samaritan is a bad man? When a prison transport bus overturns on a mountain highway, Rayo, a convicted murderer a third of the way through a 20-year sentence, flees into the forest, putting significant distance between himself and the scene of the accident. Coming across a shack and a young boy who has been left chained to a tree to die, Rayo is forced to choose between rescuing the child, who seems all too familiar, and preserving his own precious freedom. Green Man is available wherever you listen to podcasts.